ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, February 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got Marshall's loss against Old Dominion last night to recap. We'll hear comments from Dan D'Antoni, his thoughts after the game. Also coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the new manager, of the Tri-State Baseball team from the Appalachian League. Not named yet. We don't know what the team's going to be called, but we do know the manager. And it's Tommy Gregg. He's going to join us on the program here in the next few minutes. So we're expecting to talk to him at about 5.15. So I'm looking forward to that as baseball is returning to Huntington. Not only does Marshall finally have a proper baseball facility, so we've got baseball inside of Huntington City Limits. We've got baseball all spring and summer long. How exciting is that? So Tommy is coming up in the next few minutes. And, of course, we've got some good news to get into today. There's, you know, there's, there's life after the Marshall game. But we'll break that down a little further. Last night just was not a good night for the Thundering Herd. And I thought Dan sounded a little down when we listened to him last night. If you weren't with us on our post game, if you were not listening in, Dan, I thought, sounded a little down last night. I don't think that he had a lot of energy. And to be honest with you, the game, it felt flat last night. Just the crowd. There were moments where the crowd were getting into the game. And, of course, you know, if the team is really showing a lot of, of energy, you know, the crowd's going to respond to that. And I'm sure if the crowd's showing a lot of energy, the team's going to show a lot of energy. You know, it's a, it's a difficult mix there. Hey, give me some energy so we can play. Give me something to cheer for so we can cheer. You know the deal. But it just felt flat for several minutes in that game last night. Marshall losing to Old Dominion. 76 points. All the herd can manage. And it was an 83-76 loss. The good news is that Nate Martin had a triple-double. 15 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Kevon Boyles able to manage 23 points. I thought what was most difficult to watch last night was Camden Kerfman's game. And that was difficult for me to watch. He was 4 of 19 from the field. If it's not going in, look for a different shot. From the three-point line, he was 3 of 15. When it's not going in, look for a different shot or look for a different shooter. We'll talk about the game a little bit more. We're also going to hear from Tommy Gregg. He's going to join us in the next few minutes. We're going to talk Tri-State Baseball. We've got the weekend to look forward to. The Marshall women are in action. They're going to play tomorrow. 1 o'clock, and then that's going to be followed by the men. And that's going to be one of those situations where if you previously got your tickets for women's basketball, you were offered a ticket to the men's game. And if you don't have a ticket to the men's game, what's going to happen is basically there's going to be sort of a handoff. If you've got tickets for both games, you're good. If you're there for the men's game, you're going to be good because your seat's going to be your seat. But for the women's game, if you're there and you don't have tickets for the men's game, you're going to basically be cleared out as everyone starts funneling in. There's not going to be much transition time. And Dan talked a little bit about that in the post game, and we'll hear that, hear his thoughts on it. He's not a big fan of this doubleheader situation. So we'll hear those comments, and we're going to hear a little bit more about what's happening with Tri-State Baseball as we're expecting Tommy Gregg to join us here in the next few minutes. So we'll get all of that situated 
And we'll hear from you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall losing to Old Dominion last night, 83-76. to We'll break that down further. Second half of the show, give you plenty of time to give me your thoughts on what you saw last night. Not the best performance from the Thundering Herd. And it's disappointing. Old Dominion, their second win in conference comes at the hands Marshall. They've won two games in conference, and both games were against the Thundering Herd. So Old Dominion's having a down year, except when they play the Thundering Herd. So we've got all of that coming up. But next is going to be Tommy Gregg. He is the new manager for the soon-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team that'll be playing at Jack Cook Field. Tommy Gregg, our guest, when we continue on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to our Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930, we're waiting for a phone call from our guest. He's the new manager of Tri-State Baseball, Tommy Gregg. As soon as he's able to connect with us, we will bring him to you. Until then, we'll keep our text line open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We got a lot to get into with this Marshall basketball loss. I'll tell you what, let's do that now while we wait our conversation with the new manager of the soon to be named Tri State baseball team. And let's start with Dan Dan Tony's thoughts after the game. The Thundering Herd last night losing to Old Dominion 83 76. And Dan, after the game, he said that that was a game that Marshall needed to win definitely we need we needed to win that we didn't you know uh, they shot the ball extremely well i thought we defended it pretty well they just shot it really well <laughs> um made critical mistakes going down the end threw the ball away had to lay up threw it away transition stopped and they stole it went down for a layup missed some free throws you know, it's just you know, that's a tough game. You got you got to make those plays, and we didn't make it today. So we'll get ready and go again Saturday. So Dan was asked a follow up. Did Dan feel like that was a game that he had to have? Now he just said at the start of this that that was a game that they needed to win. But he was asked, "Is this one of those games that you feel like you had to have this game?" You know, that's that's a hard enough to try to win every game. You know, and you, which is what you're trying to do. And if, if you get into those, if we don't have these, the world's going to implode. That's a, that's a tough life. That's, that's for another coach, not me. I can't do that. I got, you know, I love basketball. I love winning and I like, I like playing the game, but you know, I also like living and I got a family. And, uh, we're going to play hard. We're going to give you everything we got. And then I'm going to have a short memory and go to the next one. 
The next one's coming up, of course, tomorrow. We're going to have that game for you at 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's part of a doubleheader, the Thundering Herd, taking on Coastal Carolina. Before that, the Marshall women will take on JMU. That's the first game, Saturday, 1 p.m. Should be a huge one. JMU... They're one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. And, of course, Marshall's already matched up with them once. Marshall and JMU tomorrow, 1 o'clock. And then it's going to be the men's game at 4 o'clock. We go on the air at 3 o'clock with our pregame coverage with the tip-off set for just a little bit after 4. Now, Dan was asked about the doubleheader opportunity for his team to, to come back, regroup. You're going to have an exciting Saturday. Marshall basketball, both men and women. And here's what Dan had to say about the doubleheader. I'm not a big fan, you know, so it's a, it, it ruins your routine. It's hard to – I understand, the, you know, everybody being there, but you don't get on the court like you usually do. Uh, two years ago we were standing out there waiting for an overtime. You know, she does a great job, and they, they, um, they, they're exciting, you know. So, I, to me, they kind of draw their own crowd and, and let it be. You know, let it be what it is. But uh, um, I'm not a big fan of the doubleheaders. It, it, you know, if, if it's a doubleheader, I'd rather go first. You know, that way you don't have to worry about it. But uh, um, it is what it is. If it's good for Marshall, then we'll, we'll get through it. And we got to try to make sure we try to win that ball game. Game coming up tomorrow, 4 o'clock. We'll have it here for you starting at 3 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, the game before that, the doubleheader begins with the Marshall women set for a 1 o'clock tip as Marshall remains undefeated in Sunbelt play, facing off against JMU. Let's pivot to baseball. We got the news yesterday that the Tri-State baseball team, yet to be named, which will be playing at Jack Cook Field, has a manager. And his name is Tommy Gregg, and he is now with us on the program. First of all, Tommy, thanks for joining me, and congratulations on becoming the first-ever manager for the soon-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team. Well, thank you. Uh, that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. How excited are you? Um, I know you've been in baseball for many years, and a chance to, mm. to do it at this level with uh, a lot of young talent, a lot of young players that uh, I'm sure – uh, has to be exciting for you with uh, with what a career. I mean, you've been at all levels of baseball. So what makes this exciting for you to do do it now in Huntington with the Appy League? Well, first of all, when Brian told me, you know, I, I coached last year at uh, Pulaski, just uh, one of the coaches, and I, I I wanted to coach that this level because this is the one level I have not coached. I, I played and coached uh, professionally for 35 years, and um, I, a couple years ago, I took a job as a high school baseball coach at my daughter's private uh, Christian school here in, uh, right below Atlanta. So I'm getting the high, high school level. I've been at the pro level, and I've wanted to see kind of that transition from a high school kid now to a, you know, a sophomore or freshman in college. And I uh, got to see that last year, and it was really enjoyed it last year with the guys we had. And, um, and, and when Brian told me about this uh, – upcoming uh, job with uh, managing there in Huntington I was um, I was so excited especially I mean who wouldn't want to be coming to a brand new multi-million dollar stadium and, and at Marshall University so I'm fired up 
Of course, you're talking about Brian Graham, who's the uh, executive director of yeah. the Appalachian League. And the way the Appalachian League is set up, it's not necessarily going to be franchise versus franchise, team versus team in the traditional sense. Everyone still wants to win, but this is honestly a more developmental-focused league than maybe some other levels of baseball where you're trying to make sure everybody's got the very best they can have to get to the next level, and, oh, yeah, you're still trying to win the games. Well, obviously, anytime you play baseball and you get in between the lines, uh, you're playing to win the game, um, no matter what the situation, where you are. I mean, these guys, um, when we put them on the field, that's that's exactly what I'm looking for, uh, for them to play to win the game. Uh, but it is, you know, we're looking to, to help them out, develop them. We have two months um, to try to get to know them quickly, uh, to find out individually what they need to work on. Uh, my, my goal is to meet with them and see what their strengths and weaknesses are, how to improve on that, um, and also try to see if their college coach has a plan for them so that we can all work together. Uh, and my, my goal, too, is to just have an impact on these guys. I want to bring a positive attitude and in the clubhouse, and and uh, I want them to be able to come to the field, enjoy coming to the park, and when they're playing the game, um, they're playing with a relaxed, confident atmosphere, not worrying about failing or, you know, worry about making mistakes, and that's how you become a better baseball player. But, yeah, we, we want to develop these kids, help them as much as possible to get better um, so that they leave this league in that summer with something to take with them to, uh, to work on and uh, feel good about as they go back and uh, play in the college. For fans that maybe aren't as familiar as they used to be with the Appalachian League, because it's changed over the years, what's the process look like as far as putting your team together? How does that work? And I know Marshall University will have a few spots on the team as well. Yeah, they're gonna. Have, I think we're going to have four players. Uh, so that would be great for me to get to know the coach, see what he wants to do with these kids. And, you know, we're going to get kids from all over the place. And, you know, that's the cool thing about it. I, I – I talked to the guys last year at the beginning of the year, and I told them about my experience playing in the Cape Cod League back in 1982. And I still keep in contact with with some of my players I became really good friends with, so they can make kind of lifetime friends. But uh, you know, the Happy League is it's just that it's that development of what we talked about. We're also playing to win. We want to go out and entertain the crowd that's going to be there, get involved in the community. so, yeah, I like the way this is uh, moving forward, and Brian Graham and Major League Baseball is, is looking to make this league into a really impressive league where kids are going to want to come here. Uh, they understand that, you know, we've got 50 or so games to play, and we're going to try to win. A championship would be nice, uh, but also uh, to make it enjoyable for, for two months that they're going to be there. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to win some games. What you know? About Huntington or Marshall, what's um, what's your previous experience, if any, with the community and in the area before you said yes, I'll take that job? Well, obviously, I'm gonna say not much. Uh, I grew up in Winston Salem, which isn't too far. Um, I went to Wake Forest University, played football and baseball there, but um, we never got a chance to go out and play Marshall. But at the school I'm at here at um, Trinity Christian School, it's in Sharpsburg, Georgia. Our chief operating guy who was the athletic director is Chris Hansen, who was a obviously well-known there at Marshall University and went on to be a, a fantastic punter, ma- mainly for the uh, New England Patriots. So that's my connection with Marshall right now. <laughs> 
So that's all it took. You had that simple connection. You heard Marshall, and I'm in. I want the job. So you get to walk into a brand-new facility as well, a community that has been starving for baseball for so many years. Uh, did that seal the deal, or is that just icing on top of the cupcake here when you found out? Oh, it, everything was icing. The field, Marshall University, Huntington, I heard, is just a, a beautiful place, fantastic people. Um, and that's what we want to, we want to bring some excitement there this summer, have, give the people something to really come out and root for and, uh, you know, get to know these kids, get the kids in the community to meet the people. Uh, but just, just the whole idea of it being involved in this league with Brian and major league baseball, just the whole thing about it. And then the icing on the cake, of course, is when he called and said, <laughs> we'd like for you to manage a Marshall university, a brand new $30 million stadium. I'm like, okay, let's go. My guest is the new manager of the soon-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team, Tommy Gregg. He will be taking the job. In, you'll be here at Huntington, I go, a couple of, minute, uh, couple of months, right, You know, closer to the start of the season. So um, you've got Correct. some time. Um, how soon do you want to start, really? I know you've got a, a pretty busy schedule, but uh, if you could be up here tomorrow, you know, you'd be here tomorrow, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But the, first things first, I'm the head baseball coach. Here at Trinity, and, and our schedule is just starting to get underway. Our first game is coming up in a couple weeks, and we go through, um, you know, right around the first week in March or something like that. But uh, but all through this season, all I'm going to be thinking about is getting to Huntington. And, right, of course, at the end of the baseball season here, I'm going to be getting fired up, getting ready to come up there. And as, as soon as I get the word when we're coming, I'm, I'm on the plane, and, and I'll be there. Until then, you're going to be scouting, I'm sure, right? Uh, is um, is that cross your mind? Hey, I'd like to have that player. <laughs> That's always crossing my mind. Any anytime I see some good talent, you'd like to have them on the team. Um, but Brian and Justin do a great job of trying to get um, try to balance out the players in the league and not have one team but more dominant than the other. So I'm looking forward to getting to know all the guys. I'm going to probably. Um, contact each one of them separately before I get there, try to have a call and get to know them a little bit, tell them about myself, what I expect, and, and uh, see what they're expecting too, what their purpose of coming there for, because you never know. They might just come there to hang out and have a good time, but I want to make sure that they understand you know, what, what my expectations are of them coming there to win ball games, to get better, to get to know people, to entertain the crowd, get to know the community, go out and and uh, be involved. So um, I'm looking forward to, to getting to know these kids early before I get up there. When I get up there, we'll get right to work. My guest is Tommy Gregg. He's the newly named manager of the Tri-State baseball team. Okay, so you've kind of partially made the pitch, but make the pitch to the fans. Uh, you know, how, how would you like them to know you? Uh, what would you like them to know about you and your, your philosophies? Well, I want them to know that I'm expecting these guys to to entertain the crowd. I want I want them to come out and play each each night, give a good effort and attitude. Obviously, you know the outcome of the game is determined by the talent on the field and also the play by each individual. And I want to make sure that the fans understand that we're not going to win every game. But my my thought is we're going to play to win every game with with great effort and, and good attitude and intensity. And but also, I want them to enjoy. I want them, to, the players, to connect with the fans, even during the game, having a great time, smiling, waving to the fans. Um, so I really want the fans to know uh, we're going to bring the best that we can out of each player, 
uh, we're going to come out each night, every home game, and uh, we want to we want to show what we're going to have, and uh, we'll just let our talent take over and hopefully entertain the crowd. I just want the fans to to, to, to get excited about it, look forward to coming out and getting involved with our players. All right, so I'm going to start pumping you some info now. We don't have a name for this team yet. You, come on, you can spill it, right? You're authorized. You can tell me the name, right? Uh, I better not. I don't want to get in trouble right away. <laughs> Tommy Gregg is with us, and I don't want to put Tommy on the spot too much, so we'll find out soon what the team name's going to be. But that's part of the fun of being in Major League Baseball, all of the names that are associated with the teams. And, Tommy, do you have a favorite team that you've been a part of, just name-wise, over the years? Uh, well, I've always got to say the Braves. I mean, I played the majority of my, my time with the Braves, but I played on the uh, I've coached with the Omaha Storm Chasers and uh, uh, Mudcats and uh, River Turtles last year, which was interesting. And yeah, but I always go back to the simple ones that I have a real connection with. And of course, the Atlanta Braves is where I played most of my career. Got to play in the World Series there, so I've always got an affection uh, for the Atlanta Braves. You've had a fun career. You start with the Pirates, mm-hmm. and then you, you work your way to Atlanta, you know, even the Cincinnati Reds. So I'm sure there are a few Cincinnati Red fans are listening right now that remember you, and you're also uh, with the, the Miami Marlins. Uh, yeah, fulfilling career uh, made you want to continue on baseball after your playing career, and, and now you're, you're coaching. And Is this the most fun you're having since your playing days? It is, really is. You know, I – Obviously enjoyed playing. I got some time in the big leagues. I spent a lot of time, not a lot of time. I was up and down in the minor leagues, but I got to the big leagues pretty quickly. Added from Double A, I had a really good season in Double A, and they called me up. But um, my breakthrough was getting traded from the Pirates to the Braves. I mean, uh, Sid Thrift, the general manager of the Pirates, called me up when I was in, called me on the phone when I was in Triple A at the end of the season. He just flat out said, "Tommy, it's really going to be hard for you to." break into our outfield here with Barry Bonds and Andy Van Slyke and Bobby Badia. <laughs> We're going to get you somewhere where you can play a little bit. So when I went over the Braves, you know, there was 5,000 people in the stands and we weren't winning, but I, I got a chance to play right field uh, beside Del Murphy, which was amazing. And, you know, my career was really cool. I, I got to play with some tremendous players. And uh, even when I started coaching and got to triple A majority of my time as a hitting coach with, it's 15 years in, in AAA. I was in big league camp. I got to see guys like Albert Poults and played with Gary Sheffield. I mean, just guys, it's crazy. Deion Sanders I played with, got to know him pretty well. So I just had a cool career where I just got to, to play with and meet and, and, and be around some of the big league players of all time that have ever played. So I, I'm very proud of my career and uh, was very fortunate and blessed, but I'm, loving what I'm doing now. I jumped right into coaching after I played 1999 was my first year coaching with the Braves and went to the Cardinals for five years, 11 years with the Royals and finished up with the Marlins. And uh, now I'm coaching high school. So it's quite a change. Obviously now I'm dealing with a lot of parents and, and young kids, you know, trying to get playing time and win ball games. but I'm loving what my transition has become in my life. And I'm at home now and, and that's what I'm excited too. I'm excited to get away and have two months up at Huntington and and uh, and join something different and the travel of it and just the whole whole thing about how things have happened in my life right now. I'm very excited. My guest is Tommy Gregg. He's going to be 
coming to Huntington soon for the soon-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team. And yeah, a couple of things uh, that I'm curious about, about where you're at now. You've had so many experiences, and you've had this journey in Major League Baseball and now coaching. Do you find that has helped you as far as these young players, they're more attentive. They listen to what you say. And, of course, a good player is always going to listen to their coach. But you've got a, such a rich history here, and you've been up and down the roads playing in Major League Baseball and, and meeting a lot of you know, superstars, names that we still know today. How does that help you when it comes to coaching? I'm sure they're more receptive to hearing what you have to say because you've lived it. You've lived the dream that they're trying to chase. Right. I, I mean – Look, I, I'll just be honest. I was a good hitter um, when I played um, from college all the way through um, minor leagues and major leagues. I, I feel like I had a good career and feel like I was a, a really good hitter. I also got to work with some good hitters. I also got to watch good hitters. Um, so I've just kind of picked from that and my experience. And now I'm dealing with college kids and also high school kids. And they're still you can still mold them. The high school uh, kids, you definitely can mold. You can you can change a lot of things because their muscle memory isn't locked in yet. When you start getting into the college area, you know that's what I like about the young guys. They're still able to make some changes. Their muscle memory hasn't gotten locked in yet. So when I coached last year, I really worked with a lot of the hitters, and they were still able to make some adjustments and understand some things that I told them. And, uh, you know, you can tweak a little bit. You can do surgery on kids, but most kids can't handle the surgery. So a subtle tweak. And that's, that's what I want to do this, this summer with these guys is I want to make suggestions, what I think and the coaching staff thinks that can make them better. It, it can be up to them if they want to apply that. Um, if, I know it might be uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm hoping they trust from my experience from playing and seeing guys and coaching um, that they trust what I'm telling them will help them in the long run. So I'm excited to, to coach these kids up as much as I can. Tommy Gregg, my guest, named manager of the soon-to-be-named Tri-State baseball team. Tommy, we're excited for you. I can't wait to see what your team looks like. There's a lot of excitement for baseball back here in Huntington, and it's it's exciting. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we got a chance to talk today because I'm looking forward to many months of just baseball finally back in Huntington. Well, that sounds great. I want I want you to know I'm excited, too. I can't wait to get there get rolling, get to know the people there, the front office, and and uh, we're going to do whatever we can to put a good a team on the field. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to play the game to win. Sometimes you don't, but as long as we're playing the game right and fundamentally sound and the, the guys are having a good time and, and, and interacting with the fans, that's, that's what it's all about for me. So I can't wait to get there. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Tommy. We appreciate it. We'll do this again soon, I hope. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Tommy Gregg, he's the manager of the soon-to-be-named Tri-State Baseball team. We'll get your text in now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to break this Marshall loss down further, look ahead to the game on Saturday when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is our 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. 
Marshall last night losing to Old Dominion 83-76 at the Cam Anderson Center. Next up, the Coastal Carolina set for 4 o'clock. That's going to be part of a double header between Marshall and the men and the women. We're going to have basketball from 1 o'clock probably until 6 or 7. So it's going to be a full day for a lot of herd fans. I hope that those of you who have got tickets to both can be at both. For those of you that are coming for the women's game only and you couldn't get men tickets, hopefully next time there's a double header that and here was the here's the trick. If you had your tickets ahead of time for the women's game before the Men's game, the time change got announced. It was moved to 4 o'clock, and all the Saturday games are moved to 4 o'clock now. Get those tickets early for the women because that guaranteed at least an opportunity to see the men as well in the doubleheader. It's going to be a crazy day at the Cam Anderson Center. It's been a while since we had a doubleheader, and, of course, Kim Caldwell had a, a solid crowd on Wednesday. I don't know if you were at that game, but that was the game with the superstars and there was uh, over 2,000. That was the official attendance, over 2,000. And Kim talked about the crowd that night. She said that it was, honestly, when talking to her just in general, the way that she expressed her gratitude partially was, hey, look, I kind of expected it. it. It was great, but I've also kind of expected that. And that's the reason why I took the job here at Marshall to begin with was because of that support. That's why the job was important to me is because I knew we could do this. I knew that we could pack it. I knew people in West Virginia and in Huntington care about women's basketball. And so it's definitely a selling point. There's so many empty women's basketball gyms across the country, and that's never anything I ever wanted. Um, When I was looking at jobs throughout my career, I wanted to go somewhere where I knew we could pack the place and where women's basketball mattered, and Huntington is just continuing to prove me right. Another big crowd expected on Saturday, both for the women and the men. Are you going? Are you going to try to get both? Do you have tickets for both? Where are you at right now on this? Are you among those that are going to do both games? And if you don't have women's tickets just yet and you've got men's tickets, uh, you better hurry and get your tickets now because I'm not sure if it's sold out yet. I haven't seen an announcement on that, but I know they were close to being near capacity. They still have plenty of tickets remaining, but they were at high level of capacity right now for that game. So are you going? Do you think that this is uh, something that Marshall should do more of? Have a doubleheader with the women and the men. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get Dan D'Antoni's comments about the loss when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Doubleheader tomorrow, Marshall women in action at 1, the men at 4 o'clock. Should be a fun one. I asked our our question of the day, you know, are you going to the game? What do you think? Do you like more doubleheaders? Texter says, Paul, I got tickets for the men's game and plan on going to the women's game also, and I think the doubleheader is a great idea. I think it brings a lot of excitement. It's an opportunity. Honestly, I might be the only one thinking of this, but it's an opportunity because, one, not necessarily do the crowds have the same people. 
And there's a lot of excitement for Marshall women's basketball now. They're winning. They're competitive. It's fun basketball. Even if they weren't undefeated in conference right now, I think there would be a lot of energy for the women's team. It's just accelerated right now where Kim Caldwell's got this team. So Marshall women's basketball crowds are different. I was at the game Wednesday night. I try to go to a game here or there when my schedule permits. And I'm looking at the crowd. There are a lot of faces that I didn't recognize. There are some I did. I see them in all the games. And there were faces that... Okay, I don't know these people, but they're here. They're having a good time. Now, if you can get some of those people to cross over, you can get more support from the people that go to men's games to support the women, and you can get the people that go to the women's games to maybe check out a men's game now and then. There are two distinct and, honestly, different crowds sometimes for both teams. doesn't hurt now and then to have an opportunity. And, of course, the time change you know, might have thrown a few things Because 4 o'clock, it's difficult for some people, and for others, it makes it easy. That's just how it goes with the schedule. Not everyone's going to be pleased, whatever the change may be. It's a sellout on Saturday, so it's working for somebody. Somebody's liking the new time change, and the good news is, if you've got a busy evening plan, you can put Marshall basketball in the middle of it, and then you can finish out your night doing whatever you're doing. If you've got a busy morning, you can do that, and then you can try to work your way to men's basketball. Not everybody's going to go to every game. However, I do like the idea of occasionally I'd make it special. I wouldn't do it every weekend, but I'd have a doubleheader here and there as far as both teams are concerned. Of course, the Thundering Herd have got to start winning some basketball games. Had a two-game win streak snapped, Old Dominion getting the victory 83-76. to One of the bright spots, Nate Martin, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He had a double-double. Dan talked a little bit about that double-double last night. Nate's probably one of the few players that Dan really is – on a consistent basis, pleased with. Does a good job for us. We're getting better. You know, we, we scored pretty easily. We didn't defend as well. But then again, they shot it extremely well. So it is what it is. Speaking of shooting very well, Old Dominion, they shot in the game 29 of 59. 49.2%. Marshall shot in the game 42.4%. They were 28 of 66. A lot of the game was in the hands of Cam Kerfman. A lot of the game was in his hands. and He was 4 of 19. He was 3 of 15 from the three-point line. And so the shots just weren't going... The shots just weren't going down for him. Unfortunately, 4 of 19 is not going to get it done, especially when... I mean, he took more shots than anybody else. He took 19 shots. Kevon took 15. Obina took 11. Nate Martin got a a triple-double, and he was 5 of 8. I would like to see more of the offense go through him. Shots just weren't going down. Dan, not too down about that. Well, they're going to key on him. I thought he had shot looks that he could make. He just didn't make them, you know. Uh, It was night that his... Three didn't go down as like it usually will, but I thought he got pretty good looks. You know, he shoots coming off quick. That's what he does. That's what he has to do. He's not, you know, the biggest nor the most athletic quick guy, so he's got to make shots like that. That's what he does. He can and didn't get it done tonight as often as I would have liked. 
if they're keying on him, he's not getting it done, then maybe you look for a different option. Five of eight from Nate Martin, three of five from Wyatt Fricks, eight of 15 from Kevon Boyles. You know, they were having a little bit more success. I mean, Cam Crawford was out on the floor. He was out there for a total of six minutes. He went 0 of 2, and we didn't see him again. So he was out on the floor briefly, and the Thundering Herd, unfortunately, couldn't find a shot down the stretch as well. They had a lead. Late in the game, they had a lead, and they weren't able to hold on to it and salt it away, as Dan would say. Opportunity to bounce back tomorrow. Marshall in action, taking on Coastal Carolina. We have the game for you at 3 o'clock airtime, 4 o'clock tip on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's hope that this is just a bad day for Dan D'Antoni. Let's hope that the doubleheader goes off well, that the women get the victory, and that energy maybe fuels the men's side of the doubleheader. And let's just hope that Marshall walks away tomorrow with two wins. We all can go home happy. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 3 o'clock on 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And we'll talk about the game after on our post game as well. Have a great night, everyone. Transmitting in Glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting. Introducing In Your Business, a podcast highlighting thriving Huntington area businesses. Presented by Moses Auto Mall. Online at MosesMeansMore.com. In Your Business tells the story of Huntington's successes and where you can gain invaluable insights and advice from seasoned entrepreneurs. Produced by Kindred Communications and the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, find it on kindredcom.net, huntingtonchamber.org, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.